Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you know your New Year's resolutions. I think everyone's off the bat is just that uh, the year should be better than 2020. And uh, we really have no idea if it's going to be better than 2020. Uh, I've said this on this podcast before, but my 2020 was actually pretty good overall. Uh, there were definitely some days where I felt down because I can't see my friends and I have to be at home all the time. And I can guarantee you that you've had that and everyone's had that. Uh, some hurts more than others in our house you know we got two little kids so it is action-packed every day uh this morning i actually woke up early uh got back on the workout train then woke up my son super early like i mean i will think i woke up like quarter after seven and like yesterday he didn't wake up till 9 a.m so you know um it's it's a new new phase it's a new trend for people uh, and I hope you're going to make the best start of it. And, you know, the whole point of talking about the children is just that it's just action packed. Everything's new. Things are always happening. Um, they need your attention. You got to feed them. You got to clean up after them. Um, you know, although Oliver did make the eggs this morning, he cracked them, he put them in. Uh, I even let him pick one um, ingredient to add to the eggs on his own. And he picked oregano. Uh, no, I've seen a pick like basil and stuff. I'm like, no, we're not putting basil with our eggs. But oregano, I was like, all right, let's try it. So we had eggs with um, pepper, a little bit of garlic powder, and oregano. Pretty good, actually. So, yeah, hopefully he's making his own food and uh, cleaning up after themselves. But we, we go forward, and now it's 2021. So hopefully at the end of this year, he's making me a gourmet turkey. Uh, but uh, besides the point, you know, we also want to hit our goals and have fun uh, on a day-to-day basis and talk about things that are going to happen in the future. Now, I think what, one of the things I was going to, I was thinking about talking about is how the market's gone up like a fair bit. And I think I've kind of done that the last two episodes. Um, the only reason I want to talk about that is because there are articles out there how since last year, their market's basically gone up 25%. But this doesn't accommodate for December, which I think went up like 5 to 7% from November. So we could see articles coming up next week, how the markets went up 30%. But what I do want to talk about is how sometimes it just doesn't work out with the clients and how there are things you can do um, to kind of like do the best you can, right? And to continue to be professional. So I'm going to give you guys a few examples of clients I've met. I've had, um, you know, sometimes the sale did end up happening, uh, but there are moments that it just didn't work out, right? So the classic example, uh, that really doesn't come up that much, but let's start with stuff that comes up a little less frequently and talk about things that are coming up more frequently these days, right? Uh, The classic example is whenever you have a house for sale and then you just don't get the kind of offer that you're hoping for. Uh, In the old days, sometimes you have to wait like a month to get an an offer that you're really happy with. Often you have to negotiate on the price, people start low. Now it's completely different, it's a seller's market. But sometimes when two weeks goes by, the typical rule for any house was when two weeks goes by and the house has not had an offer or hasn't had a lot of activity, you have to go and meet with the clients, sit down with them, show them comparables, show them what's been happening in two weeks, talk about the feedback, and decide if you're gonna stay the course or you're gonna make a change. Typically, the rule is to make a change every two weeks. 
so what happens a lot of times i mean even last year i had a house that you know because the market's moving quickly it didn't sell in the first week and um i mean we did get an offer but um the people backed out and then we had to wait like another week for another offer that ended up turning out pretty well uh, fairly good in the end because we ended up getting two offers at the same time and then one of them went much higher than the other one and um, they went firm we sold it but we have to have those tough conversations with clients uh, and say and they're they're asking us why is it not working out and to be honest the best advice that i can give you is that when you're doing research about how much a house should sell for or about purchasing a house you got to stay positive as much as possible and you got to stick to the plan so if the plan is okay we wait two weeks we see what happens then you got to tell the clients hey don't worry wait to two weeks let's see what happens we're you know we're getting feedback we're doing our best to market the house and that's kind of like the best type of situation you never want to get in a he said she said type of argument right uh, a different example of things not working out uh, is uh, specifically last year um, in 2020 when buyers can just not find a house like they just keep getting outbid so i told you guys about two clients that um, i think it's not going to go so well for these two clients uh, the first one is the worst example because the person had already had a good salary and had some down payment uh let's say at least five percent ten percent like two years ago and they didn't get very serious about looking at a home until like this summer and then still was like in and out of the idea of buying a home because they thought the prices were so high and perhaps someone told them that the prices are going to come down and they believed it and that's that's it's very unfortunate so we ended up getting really serious around october november december but the prices kept going up and up and up until finally they sent me an email saying thank you very much we are out we can't buy a home anymore um and you know every time we've lost you have to stay professional and positive like don't worry guys we'll get the next one we'll get a better one keep telling them of course it's gonna eventually get old if you lose like eight house offers and I'm pretty sure that's how many we've lost. Um, but all you can do is just offer them some um, positivity, keeping professional, okay? Don't, one of the things that people I think do, and I've done this before, so I understand, but my old boss used to say this all the time, do not change anything about your service. So if you are, um, you know, always sending them homes every day, let's say, um, then don't stop just sending homes because you don't believe in them or something. And if there's an issue uh, with the way you're working together uh, or you don't think uh, you think you need to sit down and talk to them, then go ahead and do that. OK, try to do it the best you can. So in terms of this client that uh, told me they're out, I just sent them a nice email right now. I didn't talk to them for a full well, at least a week. Right. It's probably been like 10 days because they wrote me that email before Christmas. And I said, hey, you know, Merry Christmas, wishing, sorry, I said, Happy New Year, wishing you guys the best. If you guys want to talk over um, maybe a different city that is more affordable, uh, then let me know, or I can keep you posted uh, when the market slows down. Um, of course, it, it's to be determined whether waiting for the market to slow down is actually a good idea. As if the prices continue to climb, then when the market actually slows down, then the prices will be higher anyways so you know what are you gonna do um but you know 
if they never want to come back and buy a house, then nothing I can do about it. Uh, but maybe they'll reach, they'll call me back in two weeks after they settle down and say, you know what, let's let's try this city or send me some houses or whatever. Right? Maybe they'll just calm down and they'll be like, because they know, they know that buying a house is better for them than not having a house. So you can't, you just got to keep telling them and you, you got to stay positive, right? Now, another example of a buyer I had this year, um, which I think it's probably definitely not going to work out, <laughs> but we'll see, is I had, um, I met this nice couple and in a, from a house I had for sale in Georgetown and since July I've been showing them homes, but I think they've been unrealistic with what they can get and they have a budget and they wanted a four bedroom home and the four bedroom homes are all pretty much 99% selling over their budget. So I can't seem to have secured them a home all this year. And our contract actually ended in uh, end of uh, December, of course, uh, New Year's Eve. So knowing that I probably cannot get them a home and unless they change their realistic ideas, unless they're willing to get a three bedroom home, um, I just sent a nice email saying how the market's gone up again and how perhaps since they're refinancing a house that they have to buy the next house, not selling it, there's the tricky part. If they're selling it, then no problem. They can buy any, they can probably buy a house that they wanted. No problem with all the extra money and uh, the additional borrowing power because you don't have another mortgage. I told them, I sent them an email that said, Hey, look, the houses have gone up in value when you're going to refinance your house, why don't you ask your mortgage rep to take a look at the recent sales and see if they can give you an extra 50,000 in refinancing? Cause maybe that 50,000 is going to make a huge difference. And to be honest, yeah, 50,000 from, let's say, you know, these four bedroom homes are selling around 950 or higher and they're looking around 920 max. So 50 K would be 970. Yeah. It's still possible. Maybe we can, maybe we can figure it out and get lucky. Right. But that's the only way it's realistic. So by saying this email, I think two things are going to happen. Um, one is they're going to be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me look into it. Thanks a lot, Philippe. Or two, they're going to say, you know what? We don't like you anymore. Get lost in a nice way and say, thank you very much for your work. Now, whatever the outcome is, I'm going to have to live with it that I understand it's going to be one or the other. And maybe they feel like I have not been able to get them a home. Maybe they think it's my fault. Uh, I know it's not my fault. I've been professional and I've been sending them homes. I've been showing them lots of homes. So I've been very professional. But the reality is, is I'm not sure if these people can buy the house that they want anymore. And therefore, it might be a waste of time for me to continue to work with them. I mean, look, I only make money if I can get the sale, right? I don't make money by showing houses. I don't make money by making phone calls. I have to close the deal. Okay. Whenever you are uh, prospecting or, um, you know, even let's say I had like 20 clients, it doesn't matter how busy I am, how much I'm flying around. I have to eventually close the sale to be able to make money. And if I don't think that's a realistic option, uh, especially if you've been in the business for a while, there are lots of people, lots of other agents out there that look at a client and they say, you know what, I don't think I'm the right fit for you. AKA, I don't know if we're going to be able to make money. I don't know if I can help you make the sale. Now it's not just about money, but at the end of the day, you don't go to work. 
you don't go to a nine to five job and not get paid for it, right? So you have to be realistic. You're like, all right, this is a realistic goal. <laughs> so the reality is, is that depending how, depending the way these clients respond to the email I gave them, I'm going to be totally okay with it. If they tell me like, you know what, we don't want to work together. There's nothing I can do. I did the best. Like I, I've closed like 25 deals in 2020. Like, you know, I did a good job for a lot of people and it's just not always going to work out. Like I said, right now there is a, there's a bit of a cooler story that is kind of related to this concept. Um, I think it was like four years ago, just before, 2016 is the year I got married. Um, there were these clients that reached out to me, the referral from another client. And I think they were looking for a house in Ajax or something. It wasn't close to me at all. Um, and the, the reality is I actually didn't even remember who they were when they called me uh, this year. <laughs> like the name kind of sounds familiar, but you speak to so many people. You see so many people that it's hard to remember. However, um, this is what happened. Four years ago, 2016, they reached out to me. Uh, maybe I showed, I think I showed them a couple homes. And so they remember who I look like. We talked and, you know, we got the ball rolling, right? What happened was one of their neighbors or um, someone in their community in the area they live in, they're like, oh, look, there's a house for sale. Why don't you go check it out? And they went on their own to look at that house for sale and they love the house. So uh, because we had only started looking at homes like first time, I think maybe once we went out, they ended up just buying that home from the agent that was selling it or they bought it privately. I can't remember one of those two. Now, sure, you can say that that sucks. You meet someone new and they, they don't buy a house with you, uh, but that happens pretty often. Let's let's be realistic. <laughs> so uh, and you don't have any contract signs. Not you can't hate on the people, right? So you got to be professional. You got to say, you know what? Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. And good luck. If you need anything down the road uh, let me know uh, I'll be happy to be here and yeah that's exactly what happened so four years later um, I think it was around October maybe September they gave me a call and they said hey we're looking for an investment we have the funds now and uh, we'd like for you to help us okay now even when they called me and I was like sure and I took down the notes and I started emailing them homes of what they were looking for and then we finally met at a home, like, uh, you know, for a weekend and we, we looked at some homes. I asked them point blank, I'm like, guys, how do we know each other? <laughs> and they said, yeah, we met four years ago. They explained the situation and I said, okay, I understand. Cause I actually didn't even know that they, I thought they just like um, ghosted, right? And they, they explained how they bought their house and it was a private sale or they listing it. I can't remember which one it was, it's one of those two and um and yeah and they said you know i had nothing to do with you and i said okay well i mean i must have made quite a good impression if four years ago you decided to you're like you know what we'll call that guy back one day when we need something else and i said yeah you, you know you were very professional very nice and you know what it wasn't a sale for 2016 but boy it felt great to buy him a house two weeks ago just before christmas um and now we're, we're in the process of helping them rent out the house that they bought for an investment. And it was a great way to finish the year. So one of the things you guys got to realize is that 
when it's not working out with the client, when the honeymoon period is over, you should sit down, talk with them. You should think about new approaches. You should get advice from other agents, get advice from your broker about what you're, you could be doing wrong. And chances are there are, you know, small things you could be doing wrong. Chances are there's nothing you're doing wrong. It's just not working out. And, you know, I've had this before with other uh, clients as well, where like, I just didn't think we were a good fit together. Uh, it could have something to do with language barrier. It could have something to do with just personality. And I've definitely referred them out to other agents. So, you know, if you have that, so for example, like I remember there was this uh, Chinese couple and um, it's, not, it's not like they didn't speak English or had a language issue. However, we just couldn't get along. I think I couldn't understand them good enough in terms of what they wanted. And I just referred them out to another Mandarin speaking agent and they ended up buying a house. So like that it has nothing to do with that. You know, there's different variations of people and sometimes it's not going to work out, but continue to be professional, continue to, to be happy, to be positive, continue to do the things that you started out from the beginning that would be considered a good service and things will eventually take care of themselves. Okay. Never, ever, ever blame the client. Never, ever, ever get into any kind of shoving match. Uh, I mean, uh, mental or verbal kind of uh, shoving match, not physical, of course, that's never happened, never will. But um, keep this in mind, it's not always going to work out. So when I reflect on 2020, it was a great year. But there are a few situations where things did not work out. Now, when I think of 2021, guarantee there's going to be some situations that are not going to work out. But I'm going to stay positive And I'm going to do my best. I'm going to continue to try to make another record breaking year. Let's go guys. Happy New Year.